This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Do you get jacked up and fired up seeing guys put on pads for the first time this week? I really miss the violence. I mean, I daydream about someone like pushing my wife in a bar. Not hard, but hard enough that I can like crush the dude. Like, <laughs> I can legally hit somebody. Earlier on the show, from Yahoo Sports, Charles Robinson. Coming up, ESPN radio host Sarah Spain. Writer and director Kay Cannon. Seven-time Olympic gold medalist Katie Ledecky. Plus, actor Brendan Hunt. And now, here's Ben Lyons. All right, hour number two. Rich Eisen Show rolls on. Mike Del Tufo back in studio. Yeah, Hawaii. Mike. Hawaii, Mike. And, uh, you know, growing up, our favorite sportscasters, I feel like they were encouraged not to share their sports allegiance. You don't really know who your local local team, you knew who they rooted for. But for the national talents... For people who had radio shows or on SportsCenter, for whatever reason, back in the day, it wasn't celebrated to have a public affinity for a team. That's changed now. And our next guest lives the real fan life. I was at Mets, Cubs, NLCS in October. I was in the upper deck. And I run into, with a, a Chicago Cubs, like, Winter hat on, Sarah Spain in the upper deck as a fan, not with the media credential like Brockman. She's out there with a (laughs) ticket because she's a fan freezing on the road at City Field. So, man, we are kindred spirits. I've always loved listening to Sarah Spain. I'm not inviting her on the show today just to talk about Carmelo Anthony. We'll get to that (laughs) a little bit later. This guy. But I'm wondering, I wanted to check in on Sarah to make sure she's doing okay because all of her, her Cubs, all the Cubs that won her her World Series are hitting home runs in other teams. How are you doing? Are you just crying in Wrigleyville with an oh. old style? Like, how are you doing? Ben, thanks for having me and for allowing me to have a little therapy session here. I, I described it last night. I started with just remove my eyeballs. Uh, that was my response to watching all of them succeed in other places. And I've moved on to... This is like watching or, or looking at your ex's wedding album on Facebook. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of happy for them, but also it, it really sucks. Like I've never had this before. Like by the time Jordan left for the Wizards, um, it, we kind of knew it was over. And I was off in college. I did drive from Ithaca, New York, down to D.C. to see Jordan one last time in a Wizards uni by myself in the nosebleeds in college. But um, I haven't had this where it's just like, take all of these people that you had this incredible World Series moment with and say goodbye all at once. It hurts, dude. But sports is a revolving door. The only constant, Sarah, in life is change. And as you say goodbye to Chris <laughs> okay. Bryant and Rizzo and Javi Baez, you get to welcome Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and DeMar DeRozan to Chicago. How great is that? Honestly, couldn't have come at a better time. And we're all getting those Thanos memes of, like, the Bulls are back. What did it cost? The Cubs. Uh, well, yeah, it was, it was like within very short order, at least something to put our attention on. Now, I don't anticipate we were going to get a championship out of that crew, but just being relevant, just being people I want to watch play basketball in a Bulls uniform is something new because Zach Levine's great, obviously. We got Vucevich last year, but between COVID and injuries, we never really got a chance to see what those guys looked like together in any real way. Um, see, so Adlon, so DeMar DeRozan, not only a great basketball player, but such a good dude. And I'm one of those people that really likes cheering for people that I like and having guys on my team that I want to root for. 
So I'm pumped. I mean, it's been a while. This Bulls hangover has been since the Jordan era in terms of, you know, championships. And then since the D. Rose era, I looked back, it was 2015 when Derrick Rose hit that bank shot three and mean mugged the camera. That was the last time we got all lathered up about the Bulls in any real way around here. So it's been a while. Sarah Spain joins the show, ESPN and Chicago Red Stars co-owner. You know I've got love for Chicago soccer. My late grandfather, the legend Frank Sarge Crocker, is United States Soccer Hall of Famer, was the equipment manager for the Chicago Sting. They played out at the Rosemont Horizon and then yeah. became the Chicago Power. Chicago's a soccer town. In Last Dance, remember? Th- that's the right. They're in they the first act of The Last Dance. They used to sell Yeah, they were telling us the Bulls weren't getting very many fans. The Chicago Sting were outdrawing them. So Chicago's got a rich soccer history. Like I said, I know it well. Talk to me about your involvement with the Chicago Red Stars and where they fit into the culture around the game out there in Chicago. Well, yet again, as we mourn our Cubs, it's been nice to have the Red Stars be winning a handful of games of late and, and having some success near the top of, uh, near the, top of the standings. Um, it's been a big learning curve, uh, Ben. I never anticipated or even considered owning a professional sports team. I don't have a monocle or a yacht. Uh, and as far as I know, I don't have any, like, uh, long-lasting family oil money. So it just didn't seem like a possibility. But the Angel City FC crew and, and Abby Wambach and, and Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Glennon Doyle, all those folks getting together, Natalie Portman, Leva Longoria, Jennifer Garner, and, and putting together an expansion team really opened up our eyes across the league to a, a new ownership model. And I was so fortunate to have a relationship with the majority owner of the Red Stars, having thrown some tailgates there. They did a bobblehead day for me a couple years ago because I've been a big fan uh, to be in the in the kind of universe where they would think to reach out to me and ask if it was first financially feasible and second something I'd be interested in, which was an immediate hell yeah. Like it, it's a massive learning curve. I kind of paid a bunch of money to give myself another job is kind of what it feels like right now. But I love doing it. And um, I think we're in for a massive bump for the NWSL in, in this year and the coming year. So I'm, I'm ready to be a, be a part of that. And um 28th of this month is when we get to welcome back our four Olympians that were um, four of the 18 were from my Chicago Red Stars team. So welcome them back as as heroes and thank them for for representing us in Tokyo and being awesome. That's incredible. I'm so excited to get out to Chicago and catch a game. You know how much love I have for, like I said, the Chicago soccer scene. It's in my family's blood. And I think it's so cool what you're doing with the team to have four Olympians now coming back. That's a big deal, not only for the organization, but for USA Soccer to have these stars yeah. continue to perform and be seen and visible and not just go, you know, uh, play in the World Cup or the Olympics and kind of fall out of the zeitgeist for a little bit. Uh, just Team USA Soccer, talk to me a little bit about your thoughts, not only on their performance in, in Tokyo, but their cultural currency and what they represent in the American sports landscape. Yeah, I mean, I think not not grabbing gold hurts a ton, and it is really difficult to be the team where if you win, it's like, yeah, of course. And if you lose, it's a huge deal and it's an embarrassment, right? I mean, it's, it reminds me of Serena Williams just to talk about that in her peak years that like no one really batted an eye when she won again, but if she lost, it was top of the headlines. That's a tough position to be in. That's a lot of pressure. So I'm bummed on their behalf that they just couldn't put it together out there to get gold in Tokyo, but super proud of them anyway. And I don't think you can underestimate their impact on soccer in America, not just women's soccer. Like a lot of people, their entry, their their gateway drug to Premier League or MLS or NWSL or, you know, any soccer in, in, in as an American has been 
the dominance of that women's team back to the 99ers, you know, Brandy Chastain ripping her shirt off, Audi and Ham and all those, those early, early heroes of ours. And then in more recent years, you know what, Ben, I call them instead of just aspirational, I call them instructional. I really do feel like we're all watching them not only be the very best in the world at what they do, but then teach us how to fight for equal pay, teach us how to be confident and, and, like have that swagger as female athletes that so often we're sort of denied or told to be either ladylike or humble. I don't want that. I want Megan Rapino on a bus screaming, I deserve this, right? I want them to be showing us how to do that because it's been far too long where we haven't allowed female athletes to have that kind of swag. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard obsessive of the U.S. Women's National Team. So I'm looking forward to I'm, – I'm planning on going to the World Cup. New Zealand, Australia, you in? My whole family was talking about this last week. My Let's Aunt Jean, my Aunt Laura, they're going to be in charge of getting all the tickets. I went to Australia oh, for Jean. a mileage run for two – you know, for, for, for God's sake. So, of course, I got to go for the, the Women's World Cup. That is definitely happening for the Lions family, for Do sure. It. Um, Sarah Spain joins the show, Chicago Red Stars co-owner. You know her, of course, from ESPN. Sarah, when would you like to see Justin Fields play quarterback for the Bears? When he and the team are ready. I'm not one of those people that needs to see him day one to prove some sort of point, especially if the offensive line doesn't feel ready to protect him and, and, and support him, especially if he doesn't have a good enough grasp of the offense. I think we've just seen some... Some bad situations of guys picking up habits, getting happy feet, seeing ghosts. They don't really feel comfortable. And then they have to kick those, and they get away from what made them great, what made them get drafted high. And, you know, we have this conversation all the time in the NFL, right? What is it better to let them sit behind someone and learn or to get started right away? And there are examples of both, right? You could absolutely throw out the Aaron Rodgers and the Pat Mahomes of the world, and then you can look at guys that got thrust into good situations. That's the key. They aren't just good players, but good situations. So if what you're seeing out of practice, and we're, we're hearing a lot of good things, we're, we're hearing a lot about him learning really fast, his, his football intellect. Um, but if what you're seeing doesn't feel right, especially against the Rams week one, go ahead and put Andy Dalton out there. That's that You got him, and, and you could use him. And I would rather see that than try to prove some point with Justin Fields if if he's not ready. I really – and I'm, I'm – optimistic about the guys they grabbed for the offensive line and added those pieces, but I need to see it in practice too. There was rumblings out in Chicago. The bears might be moving. They might be moving from soldier field. Any truth to that? <laughs> so at first I completely scoffed at it. Cause this is a, this is a ploy. We saw the Cubs try to pull a couple of years ago that they were going to go to Rosemont. And I'm like, listen, let's just say you're about to sell off your entire team. You're going to want to hang on to Wrigley field, which is the place that gets, thousands of people to show up no matter how crap the team is so we knew that that was a total bs you know kind of posturing to get the city to give them more concessions that they wanted i thought that was all that was happening with the bears and i still think that's the majority of it this is coming at a time when they have contracts up and they're trying to get mayor Lori lightfoot and the rest of the city to give them more concessions on things that they want to build and add but it is worth pointing out that Soldier Field doesn't necessarily have the cachet of Wrigley Field. It's not the draw. The team is. And there's tons of acreage in the burbs that they could build alongside a, a, a betting facility and all this other stuff. So it's a possibility. I still think Soldier Field on the lakefront in Chicago itself, as opposed to having one of those you know, burbs that takes the name of the city but isn't actually in it, I still think that's what they want. Um, but 
Uh, it's not quite as ridiculous as the Rosemont Cubs. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. I, I heard it and I was like, that's absurd. But you say there might be some meat on the bone there. The Chicago Bears no might play acreage. outside of Soldier yeah. Field. It's crazy because the, the idea of the, watching the Bears play against the Packers and not being on the right. lake freezing as you have a cheese, a cheese grater <laughs> on your head, it just doesn't feel like it's Chicago. <laughs> First of all, you should never have uh, you should never have a cheese grater on your head. Even even if you hate the cheese head, you still just never wear a grater on your head. You're, you're better than that. Um, but yeah, no, there's just it's first of all, it was a protected landmark, so there was all that trouble with that. Then they made some additions, and that took away that status. But it's still right there on that museum campus. There's there's nowhere to build really there. There's such a limited amount of space because it is right on the water near all those other things. So that would be the only reason. But again, I'm going odds are, are we're sticking at Soldier Field. ESPN Sarah Spain joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Sarah, also a co-owner of the Chicago Red Stars. What was your favorite set at Lala? Were you out there in the pit for Tyler? <laughs> no, I, uh, I decided to avoid being a part of that. Um, I, if the lineup is ever just like killing it, I'll be back. I'm not, I'm not too old for Lala in general, but it's got to be worth it. And the last couple of years, I found myself like, this is so embarrassing. I'm not even a mom. But, like, I would see some kid at 2 p.m. and they're alone just staring at a fence wall. Like, they're very clearly did a few too many of whatever drug. They have no friends. They have no phone. And instead of, like, enjoying myself and being like, what a loser, ha-ha, I'm like, can I help you find your – like, I'm just taking care of people instead of watching shows. So, like, I might have aged out of that part. I did go to – um, I went to Band of Horses after show and Mount Joy after show and – I just discovered Mount Joy last year during pandemic, and I've become obsessed. They're one of my new favorite bands, so they absolutely crushed. And Band of Horses is always legendary. So um, I still got I still got my music in, but I stayed away from the hundreds and thousands of people without masks puking on themselves and not knowing their own names for now. For Sarah, now. it's Thursday. It's okay to take the bracelets off from the weekend. It's okay now. You can yeah. cut them off. Um, you know, the, the world changed the other day. It shifted. We are now living in a different universe. Where were you when you found out that Carmelo was going to have a chance to win a title? <laughs> yeah, I just gotten over the fact that he wasn't going to be uh, flown out emergency style to Tokyo to save Team USA. Like, that was the last real rumblings about Melo that I'd heard was Captain America was needed. But, uh, uh, you know, honestly, Ben, I know you say that because you think that I'm anti-mellow. I am not anti-mellow. You and I just have differing opinions about the choices he's made as, throughout his career and whether, you know, there, there should be empathy for the fact that he's never really made a, any playoff noise uh, or if that's a result of the choices that he made. I think it would be nice if he found his way onto this team and got to have a good deep run and be a part of it. And I think there's a really cool aspect to the story of, of him and LeBron coming out of the same uh, draft class and, and being friends and working their way to this point of playing alongside each other. Um, but that's, that's, that's very big of me to say, because I don't know that I need to root for the Lakers to get another title. I'd let's just spread the love around a little bit, huh? Should I get a purple Jersey or a gold one? What do you think? I'm going to go purple is better with your coloring. By the way, I've got to send you a red stars Jersey. You got to be rocking that in. in Chicago soccer out in LA down. And we got to do some type of, Chicago Sting collaboration or something Ooh, tap into yeah. the history of, of Chicago Ooh, like a, soccer. Like a throwback day where we're wearing Chicago Sting uniforms. Oh, or just some type of game. just yeah. Some, it's all about the little X, right? That's what that's what culture yeah. is in 2021. I it's like about that. the collaboration, the little X. I appreciate the you collaborating X. on our show and making it better. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. 
Thanks for having me, Ben. Always love chatting with you. Go Red Stars, Sarah Spain. How cool is that? You get to come on these shows, talk about sports, have a radio show, Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, and then you get to own a soccer team in your town? Pretty cool. And like she said, she got four gold, uh, bronze medalists coming back from Tokyo that they get to honor Amazing. out there. That's awesome. I think super cool. And speaking of medalists, we got Katie Ledecky in about 20 minutes going to check in on the Rich Eisen Show. Coming up next, we're going to go deep down the rabbit hole of my phone. We're going to pull out some <laughs> weird photos that I was scrolling through last night. I have no idea what they're going to be. I sent them to the team here. We'll talk about them, tell some stories. It might work. It might not. We'll find out next. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mike Del Tufo is standing in a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app and other people could see that A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You'd, a subscription per, per oh, month. People are going to pay per month. 99 cents per month. Very cheap. $12 <laughs> a year. Okay, so... 
here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment, you die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. That's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have <laughs> zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it. If, you, if, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, would, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in. you're dead, you're dead. Uh. Like, who cares? But just in case. No, I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there know are, you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have to tell it you're not dead. The app dead. would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother is in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, why you know you, the kid. Why, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened, dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. Let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father and live 2,500 miles Mom, away every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. you can dies. check in. You know that they've actually... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on and says, I'm dying, I'm dying. Oh, like, man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> I tried. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich, hanging out with the Hollywood set here at the Rich Eisen Studios, <laughs> pitching great ideas to the sharks on Shark Tank. You any traction yes. with that no, find no, out no, when no, your parents no. pass uh, app you got going there? No, Delta no, phone? No. But I actually met the person that helped me uh, come up with that in Hawaii, my roommate, which I said I was alone, but I was with people, right. which kind of I was eviscerated at that point. Yeah, but no no progress in the app, huh? No, no big development. Uh, it's called Find. Find your friends on a, uh, yeah. a, a app. What's great about that is that Mike had told us that he had had this idea for years. And yeah, then I mean, having an idea and having it planned out to talk to that guy in less than 24 hours with no production behind me, if but, I had a human to help me plan it, it would have I only had a human. You know, you know, how many times being. you hear that in business? If there was only a human being who could help <laughs> me. No, yeah. The best part then about I it was is that he had this top. idea for years, and then after he did the pitch, come to find out that app had already existed for years. No, 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 no. Had not. No, 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 <laughs> Mike, no, no. come on. <laughs> it was a perfect idea. We love it. He actually said after the fact one of the other sharks might have bought it. You know, I, I thought it was a bad idea for yeah. Kevin Durant to go play in the Olympics. That's... I really did. I thought coming off the Achilles, coming off a shortened season, a weird season, he's got foot problems already, year 14, 32. He's already done the Olympics twice. I thought, this is kind of a bad idea. Nope. nope. It's a great nope. idea. It's a great idea. Because Kevin Durant is great in the single-handedly winning the gold medal for Team USA. Olympic Durant is fantastic. He's Every great. Durant is incredible. He is Without question, the best basketball player on the planet. I don't care who's the face of the league, the future of the league, the most marketable. Oh, he's kind of a jerk on Twitter. I don't care. I, it has nothing to do with it. When you're talking about playing on the basketball court, the dude is the best player on the planet. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. Giannis had an awesome year. He had an awesome finals. He's an incredible talent. 
going to be a great face of the NBA market, bringing in all types of different fans. Kevin Durant is the best hooper on the planet. Not even close. Are we saw talking it again last night? Any court, any court. Say, you want the Rucker? We say you want Dykeman? You want Drew? Like, you want the Olympics? You want the NBA Finals? Kevin, Kevin Durant, I would agree, is the best scorer, the best offensive player. But does that translate defensively? Is, are you saying his overall game, he is the best? Are you saying They're he's like, the oh, best should scorer? should we have a center on the team? No, we've got Kevin Durant. We'll have him be our rim protector, our tallest guy. He's, no, he I, doesn't I, do that, though. We, but he can do everything. He's done it throughout his career. He's played defense. He's been. He was a great shot blocker for the Warriors. And he's uh, he's Kevin Durant. You and know by the way, he I'm, is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in any is. disagreement. I K, KD is ridiculous, but I, I'm just sitting here trying to just. Is he a liability on defense? No, no like so many no. stars are. Definitely not. He uh, does everything out there. I think because when when we talk basketball, we only bring up the defensive side when we're trying to discredit someone, right? <laughs> right like right, right. anytime you like want to discredit Harden. someone, you'll go, "Well, buddy, does he play defense?" Like right. I do that with Luca every now and then. I admit I'll get caught up. I'll go, "Yeah, he's great, but he's not going to stop me from scoring 10." The fact well, we that when we think basketball defense is when someone's a specialist. Yeah. Oh, Tony Allen, we love when Tony Allen. We think Allen, basketball, we think putting the Ball in the hoop, and nobody does that better than Kevin Durant. So, yeah, okay. Right. The yeah. team with more, right. more points wins the game. And Kevin Durant has been True scoring knocking. the most points yeah. his entire career. Joy to watch him last night. No, we were clowning Brockman on I Slovenia. I fell asleep, bro. You couldn't stay up for was KD, I fell asleep. I was, I laid, as soon as I laid uh, down on the couch, the second half was about to start. I got like three minutes in, and I was like, I probably shouldn't lay down. And the next thing I know, it was 2 in the morning. Oh, and I woke up, so I, I did Well, what's crazy it. about the game is the first half, they're down 15 points. Yeah. Down 15. Down 15 I in the first worried, half. I wasn't though, for whatever reason. Joe really? Ingles is yeah. hitting threes. Yeah. I Sweating out the Bikram yoga he does out in Sugar House in and Salt Lake. Dova Not Dova Dova, Joe. Running around like a crazy person. It's always my my TV viewing is always very weird because Brockman knows this. I've got, you know, because we work for DirecTV, we're able to get multiple cable boxes, so... Got two TVs in the living room. So on one side, I'm watching AEW Dynamite with my boy Malachi Black making his first match in AEW against Cody Rhodes, friend of the show. And then I'm also yeah, watching USA Olympic basketball. And it's just like, I don't know how I'm paying attention to both of these. But I was. You stayed up for the musical theater and you fell asleep for the basketball, huh? <laughs> it was like nine. I was watching yeah. it late. So I was, I, I was up late last night trying to do prep for the show. Uh, trying to go through my phone and find some photos that could support, you know, the production team here at Peacock. And I came across a few that I sent with the team. I'm not sure which ones they're going to pick up. And for our radio audience, I'll do as good a job as possible to describe these photos. Let's see what our producers behind the scenes here at Peacock uh, are going to put up for our first random photo of the day. Oh, it's that time I interviewed Victor Oladipo when we were both wearing Google glasses. <laughs> what? Oh, God. What those remember those things were supposed it? to be big? I have, I have a pair. You do you? Yeah, I got it. Well, I love that someone at Google was like, you know oh. what? We want to get this out in the marketplace. Let's call up Victor <laughs> Oladipo and have him wear some Google glasses. Newest Miami heat guard. To the ESPYs in 2015 or 16. That's the time I interviewed... <laughs> Victor Oladipo in Google Glasses. Google. Uh, let's go to the next photo. Wow. What do we that have is, here in Ben Lyons' phone? Oh, it's my grandfather with Mr. T. We were just talking some Chicago Sting <laughs> out there. It's my grandpa with Mr. T. Mr. T's been a big part of our family's life. I had the privilege of meeting him when I was three and again when I was 22. I pity the fool. I don't know why he's making that face. I don't know. That's just a Mr. T face, He's just bro. a tough Mr. T face. Yeah. Treat your mother right. It's not Mr. T in the airport. Love. 
Love my grandfather, Frank Sarge Crocker, United States Soccer Hall of Famer. Look yeah. that, that throwback gear on the Chicago yeah. Sting is pretty sweet. So I was, I was talking about with Sarah. That was, yeah. A little collaboration for, for her Red Stars. All right, what else we got on the phone? This, what what this, other weird photos this, we have? I have no idea this, what these photos could be. Oh, oh. Dwayne Shinsis. Here's a headshot of Dwayne Shinsis. <laughs> Whoa. Well, he, was, he was an Eddie. Dwayne Shinsis was an Eddie. <laughs> His mullet is not even a mullet. That's something else no, that Dwayne Shinsis like has growing out no, of the back a mullet, of his bro, neck. Because I, the other day I was going to make a list of the Definitely all-time mullet. great mullets, and he was one of the first people that popped up. You guys up don't have a Dwayne Shinsis photo in your phone? Uh, you're scrolling through you got your wedding but you I got your nephew's birthday instantly. you got a Dwayne Shinsis. and what's amazing about that photo Peacock can we put that back up on the television screen uh, I hope people are watching us with the sound off and they're just like why is there a Dwayne Shinsis <laughs> photo on but if you see he, he has his left ear pierced but for the photo he's like I'm going to take out my earring I don't want to stunt on them too hard. I don't want to stunt on everyone with my headshot too hard. Let me take the earring out. Is Eddie your favorite movie involving the New York Knicks? Well, it's the closest I've seen the Knicks get to a championship in my lifetime. And it's the only movie where you can watch Frank Langella ride a horse. Let's see what the next photo is. R.I.P. Dwayne Shinsis, too. Stacey Patton, don't sign autographs. We got one more photo here. Oh, yeah, this is my father's desk out in Long Island that has 60 Red Sox. Don't call them bobbleheads. Don't call them action figures. What does he call them, then? Um, I think he yeah, calls when, them statues. I think. <laughs> no, because there are starting lineup figures on that yeah, desk. Yeah, and there's also casually a, a, a sports Emmy there sitting I at like the that. front with the Red Sox helmet on the wings. But yes, you could see the anxiety attack that my father's work desk is in our country home that has 60 McFarlane action figures it, of the Red Sox on his desk. Is the TV functional in the back? Me and no Brock chance. Want <laughs> it does that's, have antennas I on mean, it. It's got two antennas. Is that how we watch the Boston, the Red Sox? Yeah, that's how you get the Red Sox games on Nesson, I <laughs> no guess, or back over in the Long day. Island Sound, but... <laughs> <laughs> Destin Pedroia bobblehead. He's got 60 of those That's on his insane. desk here. I love How does it, he get any work done on that desk? It's a giant anxiety attack when you sit down and you're staring at a Manny <laughs> Ramirez sliding into second base action figure. Oil can boy doll well, on his desk. I mean, shout out. Is there an Ortiz in that? There's 17 in there. Oh, God. Kurt Schilling. I saw a Schilling in there, 38. Shouts out to Big Poppy. Big, That's big Poppy fan. Is he your favorite Red Sox from your time or Manny? I think you lean Manny over Poppy. Well, nah, he loves Poppy. Right? I love Poppy. The way Manny kind of departed Boston kind of soured my whole Manny experience. You were coming out here to Manny Wood? You weren't going to Manny Wood out here? I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, David Ortiz, the most important Red Sox player of all time. Well, some might say it's Dave Roberts. Absolutely not. Dave Roberts doesn't steal that base. They if, don't win that World Series. If Kevin Millar and they break up that team. If and Kevin Millar doesn't never draw win the World walk, Series. then they get, Dave Roberts doesn't get it. They've stolen base in the history of the sport. The Yankees don't suck. They Ooh. they also don't. More win important that World than Series. Jackie Robinson stealing home? I would think so because they were down 3 0 no, the Yankees I mean, with two about, yeah, I'm aware that's, of that's the, the, the scenario play. in which the stolen base was stolen. That's the most important play of that. What? Roberts. I mean, that's. Here's oh, a first yeah. take topic. More impactful, Dave Roberts' stolen base or Nicholas Batum's block against Slovenia. <laughs> next. Coming up next. We bring on Dominic Foxworth to debate. <laughs> okay. We got photo, uh, time for one more photo? We got one <laughs> we, more in the archives, or we only have four for today? Let's see uh, if the team at Peacock see. can pull up oh, something. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Charles Oakley, Whoa. Mark Jackson, and uh, Rod Strickland out on the golf course. Low that's a, that's a, why is that I mean, in your phone? Yeah. That's a. It's not in your phone. You don't have a 1991 Celtics. You don't want to look Dino at Dino Roger with a driver. 
I was just going to say. You know John Bagley at the driving <laughs> range on your phone? Brockman. You're not a real fan, dog. Bro- Brockman and TJ's don't. phones we don't want to go into. Mine you definitely don't want to go into, but there's, I know. Look, I have a lot of pictures for social media, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Instagram? I said, I'm kidding. Gracious. That is <laughs> where we go. That's my personal business. Those Mike. are fantastic. I just random stuff from your phone. I don't know. If you scroll through the phone I now, mean, weird photos you have. I don't know. Brock, what you have like every me. photo you've ever done in an iPhone, right? I have so and many TJ, photos in here. Yeah. Two of my, my two Oscars red carpet appearances back in 2012 and 2013 with Heinz Ward, future Hall of Famer. Oh, Heinz opinion. Ward at the Oscars? And, and, no, I was with him. What was Heinz Ward doing at the Oscars? We were uh, doing correspondence for the Rich Eisen podcast at NFL Network. And then the next year, it was supposed to be me and Gronk. But Gronk was having a bunch of surgeries on his arm. Belichick shut it down. So at the last second, Rich called Ed Reed. Had just won the Super Bowl. Ed was like, sure, I'll come out for the weekend. And Ed Reed and I went to the Oscars and... Halle Berry definitely waved at us. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> so here I am working for the Academy, working for the Oscars, working for the Motion Picture Academy, and we can't get extra room on our stage. We can't oh, no, that's cover tight. the I've worked the red carpet. It's right, tight real estate. Tight. It's because Brockman's down there with Ed Reed exactly. trying to talk to Holly Berry. Exactly. Yeah, 1,000%. Thanks thanks that's so exactly what happened. Got to wear a tux when you work that bad boy. Have to wear a tux. Were you, on t- you were tuxed up, right? You had to be. Oh, we ha- we've got the tux I mean, ready to go. Yeah. We have I mean, any moment we need a tux. We yeah. were ready to go. You ready to go? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. bought one because it was smarter to buy it. If you did, you it? buy it the day before Delta. No, 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 no. I got, I got a used okay, one. Okay. The nice. Uh, I forget it, what what it was a nice brand. I mean, I cost like like a grand. I definitely rented mine. I wore sneakers both years because I'm a professional. I had to get it fitted. Oscars you know, you red carpet. Oscars red carpet is. Is so intense. There's so it's, much energy. Yeah, crazy. Everyone's so excited, and then you realize eh, we're standing across the street from a Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard. Like everybody relax. <laughs> and Ripley's in the afternoon. It or not. <laughs> on the other on the other corner. Of Remember my friend Jeremy Kleiner. The year that Twelve Years a Slave was up, he produced the film. He was you know nominated. It's a big night. Obviously, he comes up to me on the carpet. Got a score in the Nixon Bulls. I'm like, dude, like, they don't have no <laughs> idea what's going on when they're nominated there. Nominated for an Oscar. You guys That's remember the, the, the night that Mello gave the Heat 50 the night of the Oscars? You guys don't uh, remember, remember that? The night Ooh. of the Oscars? Yeah, you guys don't remember that? Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming good. up next, Katie Ledecky on the show. Amazing. How cool is that? This is going to be pretty awesome. Ton of gold medals. A lot of gold Icon medals. in U.S. swimming. Is she going to be back in the pool for the next Olympics? I tell you what, judging by her commercials, she thinks, I think she may have Turn her attention to archery, bro. You might want to ask her about that. <laughs> she was so so moved by Rich's call on, yeah, she's got on the archery broadcast she's, that she's yeah. getting out of the pool, picking think, up the bow. I think so. I think rumors uh, of Katie Ledecky reprising the role of Katniss Everdeen in Hunger Games Four. No, I'm excited to catch up with a gold medalist. When do we get to do that? Never. Only here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich. Katie Ledecky next. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and 
and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I don't know if you're aware, but you going to Yale was brought up on game two of the NBA Finals. No way. Yes, because... Was it the part where the Cavs were really losing at the end? No, it's not that. (laughs) It's not that. No. It's that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on the broadcast, said he went to school with you. No way. In a class. Do you... Sorry, Jeff. Don't remember you. (laughs) You weren't that memorable. (laughs) Oops. You don't remember mm-hmm. Jeff Van Gundy? I'm in afraid class? I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Because the reverse is, is true. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't. Your phone wasn't lighting up from friends saying. No, hey. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd seen him. I would have been able to see his face and maybe, you know. But well, I, was, I mean, uh, I think we could. Can we bring up a picture of Jeff yeah. Van Gundy? I don't know. So just stroll down memory lane here with uh, with Jody Foster. The one in the middle is Jeff Van Gundy. Does that does that ring a bell? That to you? rings no bell whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no class reunions at all between Jody Foster and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. I'm thrilled though that that's that's thrilling news to me. We did notice last NBA Finals. I don't think we've had you on since then that we noticed you mentioned on the air that uh, you were classmates with Jody Foster at Yale. And I think... Yeah, and then you cheap-shotted me afterwards. No, I don't know. I don't like, know about cheap... You brought her on and, well, and just, well, like, feigned total indifference to my existence in the world. Did I cheap-shot you there, Jeff? I mean, it was a setup. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you know what the crazy part is? And stop me if I've told you the story. Go for it. But, so, our freshman year, there was 12 guys on the floor. And we had some, like, brainiac students, and then we had some misfits that didn't belong there, like myself. And so, we all threw in $100 and said, hey, the first guy uh, that gets a date with Jody Foster, you win the money. Right? So, it's 1200 bucks. Wow. So I'm coming back from the gym in the early fall, and there's a candy shop right outside the big quad for freshmen. And all these sirens are going by. And so I stop right in front of the candy store and watch the sirens go by. The popcorn is popping. It smells great. And from behind me, uh, someone goes, man, that popcorn smells good. And I turn around, and I'm going to say, yeah, it does. And it's her. (laughs) And I totally choke. And I say, yeah, yeah. And I run to my dorm. Right? (laughs) I was scared. I was intimidated by her. So if she doesn't remember me, it's because I blew my one chance. Not only at the money, but to meet fame right there. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And joining us right now, fresh off dominating another Olympics, Katie Ledecky joins the show, the three-time Olympian, the seven-time gold medalist. Congratulations, Katie, on another incredible run in Tokyo. My first question, do you check the medals? Do you fly with them, carry on? How do the medals get back home? Yeah, hi, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I flew with them in my... In my carry-on, they're they're safe and sound, and um, still still looking as good as when I got them. <laughs> and we talk a lot around the NFL when these guys get their Super Bowl rings of where they wear their rings. If they're just going to Whole Foods, picking up some groceries, ah, let me just pull out the Super Bowl ring. Where do you wear gold medals? Uh, well, I, I do keep them nearby the, the first couple of weeks and months because a lot of people do do like to see them. Um, I, I wouldn't say I take them to the grocery store on a regular basis, but hey, you know, sometimes sometimes there's somebody there that, that wants to see it, so I'll, I'll bring it by. Katie Ledecky joins the show. She's partnered with Bic Razors for the Game On campaign, which is about the importance of having self-confidence. And Katie, what big takeaway from this Olympics, of course, is I think for the rest of us civilians, we've finally been let into the thought process of, of what it means to be a professional athlete and, and the impact that has on your confidence and on your self-esteem. So talk to me a little bit about this issue that's facing not only your sport, the Olympics, but just sports and humanity in general, the idea of taking care of our mental health. Yeah, I I think, you know, what I'll say is I'm so grateful for the opportunity to represent Team USA, and I'm really proud of of all my Team Team USA teammates for what they've done on the field, in the pool, in the gym, um, but also what they've done off of it. And uh, while the medals and the records um, that I've achieved at, at this, this competition are a validation for all the hard work that I've put in over the, the past several years, my, my primary goal was, was to leave Tokyo having inspired others. And that's really been at the heart of my partnership with, with BIC and, and BIC Soleil Razors. Uh, we want to inspire people to be confident when they're, they're chasing their dreams and not be afraid to show it. Um, and I'm, uh, really happy with with how my my meet went in Tokyo, and um, really happy with with all the experiences I had. And I felt like I was was confident behind the blocks, and and felt really good about each one of my races. And I hope that uh, all of my teammates and I inspired a lot of a lot of swimmers out there, a lot of young kids to to dream big and not be afraid to to work really hard to achieve big things, um, whether that's in the pool or out of the pool or in some other sport or in school or whatever it is that, that you're passionate about. Um, because I think if you, you have some big goals, you have some confidence, and you believe in yourself, uh, you can do some big things. Katie Ledecky joins the show, seven-time gold medalist, three-time Olympian. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show. Katie, when TJ Jefferson wins one week of fantasy football, he's on one all week. He's celebrating, <laughs> popping, popping bottles. He wins week five. We don't see him till Thursday. What do you do to celebrate? What's the turn up like now that you're home? Hey, you know, I, I've had my share of, of fancy football experiences like that as well. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it's, I'm just trying to relax and enjoy this and enjoy being with my family and friends, being, being reunited with, with my family and friends um, coming off these games and um, just, just trying to let it all sink in. Uh, after the Rio games, I took a, a very short, two or three week break and I was back at it with, with my goals for Tokyo. And I do have my eyes set on, on Paris in 2024. And I know that I'll be 
be back in the pool pretty soon, uh, working hard for that. But uh, for right now, I'm I'm really going to take a breather, enjoy being with my family and friends, and let it all soak in. Let's just take a moment now. Round of applause. Yeah, round you're of going applause. for it again because applause. that was something everybody in here was curious about, the idea of is yeah. she going to get back in Absolutely. the pool and try and make another run yeah, at Katie, it? Yeah, Katie, and you kind of gave Michelle Tafoya some side-eye when she suggested that maybe <laughs> this was your last Olympics. When did you make that decision, and when are you going to start training again for Paris? No, you know, I mean, it was, it was a totally valid question, and I love Michelle, and I feel bad if uh, anyone thought that I um, – had a reaction to that question at all because um no i've I've always had my my eyes set on on paris and uh i think i've been pretty clear about that over the past several years and um i i don't have my goals yet for paris all i know is i want to be there and i want to compete for team usa and in the next several months i'll start getting into the weeds in terms of deciding what events i want to target what kinds of times i want to achieve um what kinds of medals i might want to earn those kinds of things um but for right now i'm i'm keeping my mind off of that as best i can it's a little a little hard because yes you do you do get asked that um right after after the races from anyone and everyone so um i i know it's going to start becoming more and more of a focus for me over the next several months um but for right now as i said i'm still Still letting Tokyo 2021 sink in. Well, in addition to winning a ton of Olympic medals, you mentioned that you've won some weeks in fantasy football. So, Katie, I'm very curious about your fantasy approach. Do you work <laughs> yeah. the waiver yeah. wire? Do you um, try and make a blockbuster trade? <laughs> How do you construct your roster for fantasy? You know, I've been playing fantasy football um, with my cousins for a while now, and uh, some people are a little more serious than others. And I joke with my mom, I think – we're the two that probably do the most adding and dropping of players. And some of my cousins who don't do anything end up winning more games than, than we do. So I think my strategy going into this fall is probably just going to be to, to be hands off as much as possible and maybe even have some, uh, some, some spots empty on my starting roster. Like some of my cousins do some weeks and see if that. <laughs> gets me to win. Hey, hey, Katie, this is TJ. I want to say congratulations. Um, and since I'm putting together a Rich Eisen Show Fantasy Football League, I would love to extend an invite to you to play in our league. What do you think? I mean, you don't have to be here. We're pretty lax. But, you know, we do expect you to put a starting lineup in every every week. So um, the invite's there. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I, I maybe created some, some trouble for myself by, by talking about this <laughs> Get all sorts of invitations now. Well, this is what happens when you win a bunch of medals. You get all types mm-hmm. of pitches, and yeah. people want to do business, so they want to invite you in their fantasy yeah. football it's, league. It's more so that we could say we have a gold medalist <laughs> yeah, in yeah, our league. Exactly, so it's, it's more exactly. for us than it is for you, Katie, just to be honest. But we'd love to have you. There we go. <laughs> you, you, uh, you talked about inspiring the next generation of swimmers or just folks out there who are looking for that inspiration. And you look at the performances that not only you had out there in Tokyo, but your teammates – Uh, the entire United States swimming program, the men and the women. What do you think uh, is the impact of going out there on the Olympic stage? How have you seen that inspiration be received in your own life? It's been awesome, and I I had so much fun with with my teammates. Um, We were together for the four or five weeks in between Olympic trials and and the Olympics and just had so much fun together, and 
it's more than the medals and the records. It's, it's those memories and, and those times that you spend with your teammates that I, I walk away with at least and, and uh, really will remember for a really long time. Uh, just the reaction by different swimmers when they have the performance of a lifetime or uh, just all of the all of the emotions and all the hard work that goes into it. Uh, it's so fun to see everyone perform on that stage. And um, I already miss my teammates. It's only been a couple of days where we've been away from each other, but I, I really miss them. Um, it's, it's so much fun. And uh, it's really such an honor to represent Team USA on that level. Katie Ledecky joins the show. She's partnered with Bic Razors after the Olympics on their Game On campaign. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got this idea as civilians uh, when we watch the Olympic athletes compete. And I know the Olympic Village is different this year, but we have this idea in our head that you guys are kind of milling about, running into each other. And so if you're getting ready for a big race and you want to grab a bite to eat, do you just run into Carly Lloyd trying to get a sandwich? Like, do you just run into Devin Booker looking to get uh, some ice for his room? What's the vibe like in the Olympic Village? Well, I, I don't think the women's soccer team or the men's basketball team were staying in the Village this, this summer. But, yeah, it really is like that. Um, I mean, the, some of the men's basketball players, I think, came over on the day of opening ceremony to the Village because I did get a picture with Kevin Durant and saw him and a, a few of his teammates. Um, and I know that there were a number of other uh, big names in the village, um, and you, you just see athletes from all different sports, all different countries milling around, as you said, um, just so many different body types. Um, you know, you, you, you spot the, the really tall players, um, and you're like, all right, they're volleyball or basketball. Um, there are some cyclists that are doing their training in the village, so you have to watch out when you're crossing the street because you might just get run over by a, a a biker going, you know, 50 miles an hour or whatever they're going. Um, and there's, there's speed walkers that are doing their training around the village, and that's quite a sight to see. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think I was surprised at how similar this Olympics felt to the two that I had experienced before this. I mean, of course, everyone was wearing masks, and there were so many protocols in place, but it really did feel like that that village had the same energy that it did in London and and in Rio when I went to my first two Olympics. Incredible stuff. Congratulations, Katie. We're so excited for you. I know TJ is really hoping that you'll join the fantasy football league, (laughs) but for the rest of us, we're just happy that you're going to give it another shot to get back in the pool for the next Olympics in Paris. Congratulations. Thanks for spending some time. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks so much. Katie Ledecky joining the show, partnering with Bic Razors for the Game On campaign, inspiring people with self-confidence. You know what it takes to get out there on that Olympic stage, to go out there and compete with the whole world watching? It's incredible. It's incredible. Honestly, the mental health conversation has been big around this Olympics. Yeah, can't imagine. And to have that confidence to go out there to do something that you train for for four years and you just got to get it right in 90 seconds. Yeah. There's nothing There's else no like reset. that in life. There's no start over. Amazing. And it's kind of like that Jerry Seinfeld bit, too. It's like, oh, you came in silver? Would you, oh, would you miss the gun? Oh, like tenths of a second, hundreds of a second. Like the rest of your life, you'll be thinking about those moments. But man, amazing. She's so incredible. And her strategy in fantasy football is to not fill out a starting lineup and then probably win the week. Probably win the whole thing. <laughs> Winners do. Winners win. I do like that she is aggressive. So in the past, she's been really aggressive in adding and dropping guys. That's kind of my strategy. That's well. the only way to win is to work the wa- waiver wire. Work the you waiver heard wire. it from an Olympian right there. Yeah, um, 
But also just the idea that getting back in the pool, I think it's so impressive with, with greatness is that to do it once, incredible. Mm-hmm. You got to do it again. Again. You got to do it again. Again. You got to do it again. again. You got to do it another four years. You just got to keep going. We demand so much from our athletes. It's remarkable. And she's uh, the most decorated United States women swimmer of all time. And the fact she had 10 minutes to hang out with uh, four of us morons is pretty amazing. <laughs> right? That's pretty sweet. I think we deserve a medal for that. Like, we went to one something. Way, let's give ourselves a round yeah, of applause yeah. for that. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was and, uh, amazing. Barry Oak. Mike, how was she on the, on the way out the door? You always uh, tell everyone thank you oh, for she joining always, us. Oh, always nice. They were like, uh, you know, she was like, thank you. You're welcome. You know, great. I just love the DMV connection. Her, Kevin Durant. She grew up in Bethesda. Right. Kevin's over there. He's DMV. Two of the most decorated athletes at the at the Olympics connecting. It's pretty cool. Something in the water. Cool. Something in the water. <laughs> Something and by the way, and Ma- it's Katie. And Michael water. Phelps is from that area yeah. too. Yeah. So like, what's going and, on and, over there? And, ben, and you- Michael Beasley, who believes that the yellow power Power Ranger is a real person. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, you don't know this, but Jodie Foster was in here a few years ago, and I, I asked her, I asked her to play fantasy football, and she, Jodie Foster was down. We didn't do the league. Yeah, Jodie Foster was down. I'm hoping to play fantasy football with Jodie Foster no before Wi-Fi it's all said. Service done. in the panic room yeah. couldn't set the lineup. I get it. <laughs> Wait, that's Jody, my goal. By the way, Jodie Foster. Now, Katie Ledecky basically sounded like she was yeah. in. So who else is on this? Uh, I like dream? Katie Ledecky, a little bit of a degenerate fantasy player. Uh, yeah, by the like, DFS, <laughs> like come on, the fantasy, working the waiver wire deep. It's like oh, I got to get in the pool she at five a.m. to train. Let me get up at four and go pick up Miles Austin on the waiver wire. Miles Austin, I saw him in Vegas once. Uh, so who else is on this list, TJ? Your dream list for our fantasy? Man, league. you know I'd have to like take the break to think of that. I really haven't. You know, I really haven't given much thought to Are we going with exclusive former guests slash friends of the show or... I mean, it would make sense for us to have some type of relationship with them, right? Right, To, right, to play right. fantasy with us. And we saw, we tried to do a full Peacock Basketball League. I don't think that turned out as fantasy well as we thought. Fantasy basketball is really fantasy tough. Fantasy basketball is tough. I also oh, yeah. kind of screwed up by you, making it rotisserie instead a little, of and, week to week, head to head. And I and Rich was getting on you about it and I didn't want to be on his side, like stomping you. So I kind of like... Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. but... You know, should get in the celebrity league, the Rich Eisen celebrity league is this guy on Twitter at wait, eight, three. He might be a bot or something. I'm not sure if he's real, (laughs) but he tweeted out a photo of Lou Brock with an umbrella as a hat, a Brock umbrella. He has that photo in his phone. But again, I'm not sure if it's a real person. I feel like it's a bot. (laughs) Is that the guy who literally changed his name to, hey, Ben Lyons, I'm not a bot? I think I think this is part of the algorithm. I think the, I think they're listening to us. I think people are listening. They're surveilling. They're listening on this. Have that guy join the celebrity fantasy league. Uh, I mean, sure. Why oh, not? Jody Foster just traded Aaron Rodgers to <laughs> at wait eight three seven. Only in the Rich Eisen. Wait, Ledecky just league. made her seventh move of the oh, week. Ledecky's just picked up another running back. <laughs> Oh, man. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. The show rolls on. We had a gold medalist on the show. That's absurd. I <laughs> uh, got you with the Michael Beasley. Is Michael Beasley uh, on your top 10 Knicks of all time? Absolutely. He's right on that list. Uh, also, Magic Lampi. Never, never played, though, for the team. Chris Smith, JR's brother, got $2 million right. just to chill. A right. lot of towel for the table for that guy. <laughs> 
He blew all two million in one season. Do you think if they said to do you think they said to Chris Smith, "We'll give you two million dollars, and we'll give you four million Tau dollars," <laughs> what he would have taken? You would rather have the Tau dollars. <laughs> you know, the Knicks used to go to Tau, and they, the the doorman would be like, "Yo, your coach is in the back with a table," and they'd be like, "Oh, we should probably we should probably head home." That's true. <laughs> I got Brockman. <laughs> My cheeks are. I got. I got Brockman. I got to massage these out. Oh man, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> didn't see Michael Beasley on the on the. Uh, I didn't the see rundown, Michael huh? Beasley yellow. Power Believes Ranger. the yellow Power Ranger is real. I believe. I think so. I think he thinks he's a real guy. Hold on, is that Googleable? There's, there's some Michael Beasley Power Ranger connection. He might. I think he might train in Power Ranger gloves. <laughs> Remember what? Dr. J? You know, you're a big Dr. J mm-hmm. fan. Remember he had the infomercial of the gloves, the, the shooting, gloves? shooting gloves? Yeah. yeah, they were like Wilmer Valderrama. They didn't have fingers on the end of them. They were like cut off gloves. Yeah, I think I may have had a pair of doesn't really stick on in terms of training. You don't see footage of Hoodie Mello working out in Dr. J shooting gloves. <laughs> but then again, Mello. Hoodie Mello was wearing a hoodie. So that was his version of How iconic is this man that he trained in a hoodie? So the next season, the NBA put hoodies on their warm-ups. Yeah, right. That- you think that's real or is that just a, a coincidence? Hoodie Mellow became a thing. Wow, this guy is yeah, I mean, so was dedicated to his craft and changing his body. He's willing to put on a hooded sweatshirt to increase the sweat in his workouts. What a dedicated <laughs> athlete. He was forced to play alongside a guy who bathed in wine. And here's this guy who's putting on hooded sweatshirts in order to train at maximum efficiency. So the NBA recognized the greatness and wanted to improve the quality of play across the league. Yep. So they put hoodies on everybody's wall. Yeah, you can say all of this with a straight face is hilarious. But I don't, Amari, think that, I don't think that's like the proof right, is kind of in the pudding, fine. right? But Amari only did that once, right? He only bathed in wine one time and that just became that what he does it all the time. He definitely did it twice because there was like one time when he did it and then some reporter from ESPN did it with him. I remember being oh, so okay. upset and calling my that agent being like, I didn't get the assignment <laughs> to bathe in Cabernet <laughs> with Amari Stoudemire. What are we even doing here? I'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Fire your agent. <laughs>